it's your song. We probably will change it later on, but it's good right now. I like it. Like a year from now. Maybe. More or less. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Uncle Legend's Corner. I'll be your host, Uncle Legend. And with me, as always, I got my beautiful co-host, Call Girl 6, better known as Fox. Hey, y'all. We are back today. Indeed. On September 11th. We're recording on September 11th. Yeah. Y'all might not hear this to sometime. Almost a week later, but we recorded on September 11th. So, uh, 2,996 people lost their life. Yeah. I didn't even know it was 2,996. People usually just say 3,000 because they're too lazy to remember an exact number, but it's one of the numbers that stuck with me. So, just a timeline of what happened. So, at 8.46 a.m., North Tower got struck. 9.03 a.m., South Tower got struck. 9.37 a.m., Pentagon struck. 9.59 a.m., the South Tower collapsed. Uh, 10.07 a.m., the Flight 93 crashed in, P- in PA, Pennsylvania. And um, the North Tower collapsed at 10.28. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a hell of a time. So I had it uh, Everybody, I mean, you got to think like two-thirds of the world. Remember September 11th, mm-hmm. right? So I had and me being from up north, it always it hit close to home, right? Because New York is literally I'm talking about a bridge away. Yeah, you're talking it's a bridge away from back home, right in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So um, it was crazy. Like my uncle, he worked, he worked at um one of the towers, and that dude just was late for work, fussing with my aunt, having a good old argument. Going at it, this and that, da 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 da. I'm tired of this. Left, driving, stuck in traffic, and then imagine being late for work, and then seeing that like, mm-hmm. man, you know what I mean? How crazy that got to be? Yeah, that definitely seems to be a life changer because, and it's like I could have been there had I not done this or had yeah. this not been had in the I way, not been fussing with my old lady. I'd have I'd been be there. Dead. Yeah, I'd have, I would have been there, and um. A lot of people, because of that very reason, have survivor's remorse. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I'm all about the um, I'm all about the tinfoil hat. But the thing that I don't want people to miss on this, because you know, a lot of people are like, hey, 9/11 was inside job. A lot of people are like, oh, that's preposterous. This and that. Mm-hmm. To me, the thing that's most important is two thousand nine hundred and ninety six people died that day. Right? Like that's the important thing. Like that's real. Right? Like I don't care what you say. There's no there's no conspiracy to the fact that lives were lost that day, right? So whatever people want to think, if you think it's conspiracy, you think it's not, that's really not the important thing about mm-hmm. to remember 9-11, right? It's to remember that, like, lives were lost. And then people, um, dude I served with named uh, uh, Matt, he uh, brought it up. I saw it on Facebook when he was talking about, I've never seen people so close together as a country like a lot of stuff didn't matter yeah it's kind of like it, it was kind of like our independence day almost you know so like the yeah. movie independence day i'm yeah. talking about not the date but a lot of stuff didn't matter then it started going out the window now a lot of people don't understand that it was a very different experience for certain people for instance i grew up muslim so being muslim was uh use public enemy number one right on September 11th, it shifted from yeah September <laughs> yeah from September 11th at about yeah. noon, you was public enemy number one. Like we literally had to leave schools, and um, 
our like uh nieces and cousins and sisters mm-hmm. that wore hijabs mm-hmm. um niqabs or whatever they any basically if you wore anything you know what i mean a thobe anything that like identified you a kufi you know what i'm saying anything mm-hmm. that um identified you as a muslim you was you was kind of getting a rough time like now granted i grew up in a city that hell we probably like half and half like you know what i mean it's kind of similar to the places in philly where it was probably like Almost half and half. I probably say 60, 40, 60 hmm. Christian, 40 um, Islam. And uh, it was a different experience having to go to schools deep to go pick up our nieces and sisters, aunts from work mm-hmm. and stuff like that because people would be saying crazy stuff. And do you know who was getting who was getting it real bad, who ain't had nothing to do with it? Indians. Oh, wow. Because, like, the um, I want to say the, what do you call it, she- Sikhs? They wear the turban. Mm-hmm. That was a bad time to wear a turban. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, they was burning down chicken shacks. I'm talking about like everybody was getting that business, man. It's so crazy how the level of ignorance rises when something happens and not even know fully. I don't think the level fully. of ignorance rises. I think it's just like there's not as much to check it. You know what I mean? Usually like the normal ignorance from day to day, it's a lot to check mm. it. But then when, when fear takes over, mm. ignorance goes through the roof. It's like with anything. I mean, you think of any, um, you think of anything that happened in the, in the past that got people worried. As soon as people get the fear, it's like, all right, cool. Um, all bets is off. It's a green light on this group of people, mm. right? Like, you know what I mean? Like when AIDS was a thing or something like that, you know what I mean? Back when AIDS was a thing, it was like, all right, put green light on, on, on gay men. I think it's both because you see those people who didn't have an opinion about it. When this happened, it turned to, oh, you, your group are the ones that did this. So everybody in that group is responsible for yeah. it. You see what I'm saying? So because that's why people I say it's always, both. It's definitely that's the tribalism, that rise of ignorance. That's the tribalism of people to just be like, okay, well, now we get to gang up about this thing, right? Like now, you know, what? I might have felt this way about this group of people, but now we got a common enemy. And that's mm-hmm. what joins people together in the big scheme of things. Everything that joins, the only thing that can make humans not tear each other's throats apart is a common enemy, whether it's survival, whether it's an alien, whether it's an animal that's attacking us, whether it's the elements, whether it's whatever, it takes something to bring us together because we are literally the cancer of the earth. Like, if we're just keeping it a buck, like, I really feel like natural disasters are really, like, in my tinfoil hat, I'd be thinking, like, man, they might have a weather, weather machine and they making some of this stuff happen. On the flip side of it, I'm thinking, like, this is the earth's Way getting hives. Cleansing. You know what I'm saying? This is like the earth getting hives because we're, we're, we're fucking up so much. It's like, I itch here. So here's an earthquake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This this hurricane, this is me sneezing because I'm allergic to you tearing me up the whole time, right? Like it's just having something on the back. It's the fungus. It's like these growths and different things and sinkholes and stuff like that. That's kind of like getting an abscess or something on you. You know what I mean? In a space you can't, in a spot you can't really reach. But, um, the main thing about it is, like, that people should just remember that the lives that were lost, right? And then it's also, like, we was talking about Afghanistan and everything else, but this would all, like, this would all got the ball rolling for everything we did terrorism. over there. Yeah. And Iraq, Afghanistan, the whole nine, of putting a foothold in the Middle East, um, lowering the population over there. Like, that came from 9-11, right? So... Lives were changed forever. Generations of lives were changed forever. We're, Definitely. You got to think. And I remember being in, I was, like, we was in high school. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was. I was in a clinic with my mom getting some testing or something done. And I looked up 
And I was like, Ma, oh, my God, this is happening on TV. And she looked. And she was like, oh, my God. You know, she's calling everybody. Everybody's talking and calling everybody. Oh, my God, I got to call so-and-so. I got to call so-and-so. It was just so the world just stopped. It literally stopped. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. We are so used to, especially before that time, we're so used to just seeing, like, war and war being this outside thing that we had the privilege of being, like, Oh, well, this don't got nothing to do with us. Like when when you look at the guys, when you look at the the, the warriors that fought in World War One, World War Two, um, the Korean War, Vietnam, they were um, over there. Every other conflict, mm-hmm. it was like it's it's out of sight, so it's out of mind, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not really seeing like you know Americans are dying, but it's like well, that's kind of what they signed up to do. The janitor over there on the eleventh floor on the North Tower, he ain't signed up for, for war. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That dude signed up to feed his family, right? right? The lady who was working as the secretary on some other floor or something like that, you know what I mean? She ain't signed up for that, right? Like, right. they ain't signed up to be um, casualties, but with war, there's casualties, right? And I think um, I think we just forget how, with all the power that we have as people, we forget how ultimately how fragile we are. Yeah, yeah. Like, people, yeah. we not made, like, we do a lot of stuff when we do combat, but we not built for it. We find ways like we got we got um limbs and you know what I mean we can kick we can punch we can knee we can fight and we, we can do what bite. we can to adjust yeah we do what we can to adjust but physical combat and physical struggle is not what we're built for like you think about just the tolerance of people like like the tolerance of like what we feel comfortable in like we're like comfortable even in the temperature range we're like comfortable somewhere around like. It's like a five, six degree temperature range, like somewhere between like 68 to 74, give or take or something like that. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, we're okay here, given the amount of clothes or something like that. Anything warmer is too warm, really. You know what I mean? Like we got to get a whole lot of clothes off. Anything colder is too cold if we don't have the proper stuff on. Like just being butt naked, you're talking about we got to be about in the high 70s. Yeah, you got to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like at nighttime, it would have to be about what? Probably like 78 to feel comfortable just walking around naked. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's 100, you'll be hot still. Can't even wipe off because you just got more sweaty skin. Right. So we're, we're super fragile. You even look at, like, um when we have kids compared to, like, animals, right? Like a giraffe, he fall out his mama stumbling. He get busy. And they, yeah, they gone. They we get. got babies that don't start doing nothing until a year later. Yeah. Like, imagine, like. Two, some, two of them. Yeah. Two years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, our kids are literally ill-equipped at any stage, even in the stages where we were sending, like, teenage boys to war, mm-hmm. you're still talking about 13 years or something, 13, 14 years of the making before we're, like, semi-combat ready. Mm-hmm. When you got animals, like, praying mantises where it's like, as soon as they get out there, it's like, all right, you're on your own. Hope that jumping spider don't come cook your ass. Like, right. You know what I mean? Make it. So it's just amazing when you look at the mortality of it. And how fragile we are. And I think also, too, it took us off the list of thinking, like, we're so untouchable. Because everybody just think, like, oh, well, we our military is this, our military is that. It's like, um, we can get touched. Yeah, definitely. We can get touched, right? So even, it, uh, and regardless of what people think it is, it's like, there are evil people outside the country, inside the country, all around the world that would like to see nothing better than to see us throw this empire over. I mean, we're doing a pretty good job of fucking of ourselves. Yeah, yeah we're doing a pretty good job. That, like. We're doing a pretty good job in America fucking the country up ourselves. Hell we don't yeah. need much help. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we're just uh, light years ahead of so many other people that like our decline is still leaps and bounds. It's pretty much like saying like, oh, Jordan, don't play like you used to. But then it's like Jordan versus a bunch of bums on the street. Like, so we still, we still the elite, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a tough one. And um, 
And you know, and, and my heart always goes out, just especially being the Yankees. They like to, as um, you Southerners like to say, well, you're not really like one of those type of Southerners because you're a South Florida girl, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But uh, a lot of people, it, it it just hit, it just hit really close to home. You know what I mean. Just being able, like when you went to, when you went to New York, months later, it was still hot, like by ground zero. Like it was still hot from the like the temperature when you come around there from where they had the barricades at was still like you can feel that ten degree difference. It's like the difference between like walking in the sun and then when you step in the shade. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when you walked anywhere near that area. I'm talking about like at least I know like a couple weeks after that it was still like damn it's still warm here like you could feel it and I don't know enough people said it to me that I don't think it was one of those um. Like, you know, I mean, just something in my head where yeah. I was thinking, like, like, no, enough people said it that was out there. And then people, you know, anybody who, anybody from up north, in fact, if I knew we was going, I knew who was going to record today, I would have told, um, I would have told Ricky from uh, Ricky Sanders Photography, I would have told him to, like, get some insight or whatever, right? Because um, mm-hmm. me and Rick served together. Rick, he from New York. You know what I mean, and uh, I would definitely have time again to you know hear from Ricky. Yeah, yeah, sure. people people could chime in, and we can get it on the next podcast or two or something. Just some people's thoughts on it because um, it's definitely a it was definitely just like a world changing event because I never really as a kid I would see war and look at it and it was almost romanticized, like the same way like Teddy Roosevelt would make things say um, when he would talk about war. They would romanticize war, and war would just seem like this like beautiful thing with honor and glory mm-hmm. and it was kind of the way like these dudes would use they would like have wars and then like yield and have their armies go places and it was like chess to them you mm-hmm. know what i mean they yield and to be done and then it's like that ain't war no more war is ugly mm-hmm. like war is a horrible thing and anybody who's been in war it don't matter if you even found your way to like all right i could survive i could hack it out here i could do this and that it's still one of them things like this is so unnatural even though it's something that we continuously do as a species, time after time again, it's like it's not. It's not. It's nothing beautiful about war. It's nothing beautiful about putting rounds and ripping through flesh of people that you don't even have necessarily issue with. Because nine times out of ten, the dudes you shooting at, under different circumstances, you might even be friends. Mm. But it's like, unfortunately. It's like gang banging. It's like you know what I'm saying. Unfortunately, you got the wrong colors on, player. So right, right. I'm gonna put this to your ass, right? And, um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know, it's just, I don't even know really where to go with that, so I guess we could put a button on that, but, yeah, just <laughs> for the lives lost and, yeah. and um, you know, just for people to remember, like, that's really what, not to remember what 9-11 is about, like, put your differences aside about all the other stuff, and it's one of the things to remind us that, like, it's sad that we let tragedy be the only thing that brings us together. That brings us together. That's the nature of people, though, even within our own family. Yeah. You don't see your cousins till a funeral pop up. Yeah, you, you remember, see, like, when we was yeah. younger, it's like, let's go to Big Mama House. Let's do this and that. Now mm-hmm. that we get old, it's like the only time we meet up. When somebody dies. Yeah, when somebody die. And then when, um, and then even after that, it's like somebody die. Okay. And then what somebody say? One of our uncles and aunts say, "Man, we don't need to be waiting till somebody die to don't meet up. We need to be, be don't let this time. be the, don't let this be the well, only time, time that we yeah. meet up. Is this and that? And then when the next time we see each other, when somebody at die, another funeral, at another yeah. funeral, at another That's funeral, true. everybody get together, pay their respects, and play the game of like who sorrow, who got the most sorrow. Yeah. Which is one of the things that like pisses me off, and I think that been a thing. But you notice it more when you're an adult about people who just feel as though everything is 
a comparison of like who got it the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like you could say like, oh, well, this and that happened to me. Oh, well, this happened to me. And it's like, oh, well, feel bad for me. Feel bad mm-hmm. for me. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's just. I think too, it could be both, um, you know, a form of trying to relate and also like, yeah, this worst thing happened as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't really think it's a comparison to that point. It depends on who, who you're, discussing that with i suppose you know that's one of the weird things about war though that i tell you like cats who done been over there and had to put in work like my boy um call him jay-z just uh, another another um guy named jason he's on um, marine navy now you know what i'm saying he's been there for a while and uh you know i refrain from using people last name because who knows if they want that information out there but like when we like when we talk about it we never want to talk about like the the killing portion. We talk about like I remember the last conversation we had when we talked about like just serving in the military. We talked about like how long what's the longest you ever went without a shower? Like that'd be the type <laughs> of things stuff, that we'll yeah. talk about because it's like it's less uncomfortable. We don't want to think about like, oh, this dude brains all over my damn um uniform, all over my plate carrier or something like that. Yeah. You just want to think about like when the longest you had a shower or what happened when that dude who's trying to get his weight up and everything over there who ate four MREs a day, who never chewed the gum and didn't have a bowel movement and almost shit a brick on patrol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, those are the type of things that you'll, those are the type of things that you'll remember. Or when the, when these jarheads will get out there, Marines, they'll get out there and catch a damn camel spider and a scorpion, dig a pit, and then be betting, be betting on cockfights pretty much. It's like a cockfight <laughs> with scorpions and, uh, well, camel spiders are scorpions. They just don't have a traditional stinger. But it's like, that's the type of stuff you want to think of. It's not that like stuff you see when you're looking at a movie and just like, oh man, look at the shooting and they doing this and they doing that. Right. It's like, I don't want to think about that. Right. You just want to think about the easier things, the yeah. the less stressful and less, um, um, the, the, the less, the funny, those things the that times. doesn't, yeah, that doesn't cloud your mind. Yeah. It's like the negativity. good times. Like, like you're not going to have, you're not going to wake up in cold sweats thinking about MREs. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to wake up in, you're going to wake up in cold sweats thinking about having to get hop out of a vehicle and dismount because the, because the vehicle in front of you hit an IED, flipped over or something like that. Some people got killed. You jumped out of there and you got hit and thank God you wore your plates that day. Yeah. That's not the stuff you want to think about. Yeah. Right? That's not the stuff you want to talk about. The stuff you want to talk about is like the laughing, the joking when we got back to the mm-hmm. FOB and saw the rest of the fobbits. The things that help you get along through that time period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the stuff that held you together, right? Like mm-hmm. when people, like when a lot of dudes, like unless they're telling war stories, even dudes who've been in jail. They don't want to just sit there and talk about, oh, I had to shank this dude and I did this and that. They're talking about, some, man, one time this dude slipped in the, you know what I mean, yeah. in the day room. <laughs> he was trying to do that dance that the kids was doing, blah, 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 blah. We saw that. And it's uh, it's one of those type of things. So a lot of people, um, and a lot of people, they just feel as though, like, they wanted to give their service and they wanted to do things. But, like, people in my family, when they want to join the military, to be honest, they ask me, I'm thinking about joining the military. What I should do? Don't or join the Air Force. And it's not a knock on the Air Force, but it's just, well, I mean, kind of is a knock on the Air Force. So, but it's just <laughs> like, but really, it's like, if you're going to join somewhere, it's like Air Force is probably the safest place to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're going to go be like one of the, um, what do they call them? The, uh, the, 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 the paratroop, their paratroopers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are elite, elite. Like, don't get me wrong. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no pussy about them, right? Like, elite, elite. And you know what I mean? And they got different brand, they got different people that are elite elite. But the people working in the offices, like if you want to be somewhere safe, that'd be the place to do it. Cause it's like even if you out on a ship, you in harm's way, like in the Navy. If you in the infantry, Marine Corps, you, you in the Corps, way. you in the Army, you in harm's way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you with any operating unit, like any like any unit of operators who out there, like, you know what I mean, getting it done, you in harm's way. 
but it just seems easier to stay out of harm's way in Air Force. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell them to join that. And people say, oh, you know, my biggest regret is that I didn't serve. Like a lot of times when people come up and talk to you and they're like, hey, thank you for your service. I remember I never used to know what to say to people because it's so awkward. Like they'd be like, thank you for your service. And I'd be like, oh, um, thank you. And then it might have been, you know, my memory's trash these days, but it might have been Big P that told me that he just says, Thank you for your, thank you for your support, mm-hmm. and that just always that's been my response. Since. Yeah, you do say that every time. Yeah, yeah, they say thank you for your service. I said thank you for your support. That's literally the and only, that's a good clean way. You yeah, know, because to but you got to think like it's just awkward because you remember that like post I showed on Facebook when they, yeah that was weird. Yeah, the one on Facebook when they like <laughs> people say king? thank you for your service and it was just it's them full pictures of Kermit where it's like king. one got Kermit with a gun, one got Kermit passed out with a liquor bottle, one got Kermit. Um, laying, laying it to Miss Piggy, you know what I'm saying? And the other one got Kermit in the shower, naked, crying Curled and shit crying. like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, that guess what? That four pictures that describe most people's service who then went over there and did something <laughs> like, here you go, thank you, for, oh, thank you, thank you for this. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, But you just don't know what to say because especially when people thank you, you just kind of always feel like, and, it, and the more you do, the more you feel like you haven't done anything. Yeah. Like the people who feel like they've done everything, they're either dead or haven't done anything. Like they really haven't done it. Like, oh, well, I did this and I did that. Oh, you got a podcast call? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, they feel like <laughs> I did this and I did that. But the dudes who like really like gave it up, gave it up. Like my boy who was the staff sergeant, he was on staff sergeant in the army, the one killed himself. Never hear that dude talk about how much he did, how much he did, how much he did. He's just like, I did my job. You know what I'm saying? I did my job. Like I did everything that they asked of me. I served proudly, you know what I mean? I did my job. He's not about to get into, man, I gave so much compared to all these people. No, it was never that type of ideal or mindset from him. So, But anyway, not to make this a whole military podcast, what you got, Fox, for some more topics so we can get out of this somber mood yeah. that we in? You know what I'm saying? We got to <laughs> I mean, crank up the little, energy a little bit. Just giving a little brush, you know, brush over with 9-11. So um, we don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, guys. But the date dictates. Yeah, the date dictates. It is what it's made to be. Um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about a little dreamscaping. Dreamscaping? <laughs> okay. Just a little dream, not dreamscaping. Um, just a little dreams. I know you said you had some questions about it. But um, I think that a lot of times we wake up, we feel like we don't we don't dream, right? But the truth of the matter is that we dream all the time. When yeah, we go you to taught sleep. me that. Every time, you just don't remember it. And it's hard to remember, especially when you wake up really fast. And, yeah. you know, it just, like, flees your mind instantly. Or even if you had a dream, you're like, oh, I'm going to remember this. You know, <laughs> if you're yeah. asleep or turning over or something and you wake up slowly, you got it in your mind. If you got to go and pee or something like that, you just, it's gone. Like, God, dog it. What in the world, you know, how do I get those type of um, dreams back? And so one of the things that um, some that helps some people uh, would be to like journal, you know, yeah, try to journal, journal your dream if you can remember it. The journal thing was helping because I will wake up with the mindset of like, I got to make it to my journal first. Mm-hmm. Like, don't grab the phone when I got to make my morning constitution and none mm-hmm. of that. It's like, don't grab the phone, don't grab nothing. It's like, yeah. grab the journal and try to get those thoughts out of your head. And because I used to think like I just didn't dream yeah. until you taught me until you taught me that when you was like, hey, uh, you dream every night. No. Like when you say you dreaming all the time or whatever, because I have a lot of daydreams. 
But at night, it'd just be like, I'm dead to the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't feel no dream. It's like. When you say daydream, do you mean like while you're napping? Or do you mean like actual, I'm up, but daydreaming? I'm talking about like, there's times where I will completely zone out and not yeah. be asleep. And it's just like a whole movie will take place. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's almost in a, it's almost like. Yeah, I'm only zoned out for a couple minutes, but I just I just played a two three Everything. hour movie. Yeah, 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 and that's the crazy thing too when you're talking about time and how time is such an illusion. Yes, yeah, an illusion. To us. That is, the way you dream shows you that. Yeah, you know, like you could be asleep for 15 minutes and so many details happen in that dream. Or you could be asleep for minutes. eight hours and it feel like. That dream was only yeah, five was minutes, only depending five. on what, what cycle of your sleep yep. you was in the dream. Yep. REM cycles um, is where we have our dreams um, in the first place. So I I was t- I wanted to what talk. What does REM stand for? Um, rapid eye movement. You a smart fox. Anyway. <laughs> so I, because, um, you know, I have a lot of dreams, and sometimes I remember them. Lately, I haven't been remembering you my like dreams. I remember certain dreams and nightmares. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so my but my dreams are so um, telling for me to the point where sometimes I just I don't want to dream or I just hope I have like a really happy dream or something like yeah. that. But I've noticed, um, especially when I dive into the core of my spirituality, that when I have certain dreams, it's like foretelling. Yeah. Or, or pieces of it is foretelling of something, you know. A lot of it, um, well, on the recent times have been like in the world type stuff. Which I, you know, I had like two or three of those dreams in a row when we was writing in the journal, yeah, or whatever. When I was remembering, it was like two or three of those in a row where it's just like sitting out here, and I don't know if it was like the way the dreams were. It's just like I don't want to be. It's it was like uncomfortable because it's like. I don't want to be in this apocalyptic war scenario. Right. However, comma, I was un, I was eerily comfortable dealing with it, where it's just like, all right, man, we got a team set up. We got operate. We got boys that know how to operate. You know what I'm saying? We got weaponry. Yeah. We got ammunition. We got vehicles. We got body armor. We know what we're doing. We got order. We got good order and discipline. It's like, we know what we're doing, but it, um, it was like a love-hate type of thing in the dream, where it's like, I'm prepared for this. It's just like a fist fight. Yeah. I'm prepared for a fist fight, but I don't really want to. I'm 36 years old. I'm not out here trying to just box dudes in the street. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Hey, come get it. No, 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 no. No, you know what I mean? I ain't that. really trying to do that. Plus, it's like, I believe in violence now more than I believe in mm-hmm. fighting. Like, when I was young, I used to believe in fighting. Right? Like, and fighting is just kind of like, it's more like, that's what sports are. Like, when you look at, like, boxing and stuff like that, that's a sport. That's fighting. Real fights is like, it's violence where it's like, I'm going to disable you and immobilize you as, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm crushing your larynx and your tr- and giving you a, uh, and giving you a old, I mean, um, a hood tracheotomy by hood jabbing tracheotomy. you with something sharp right there, right there by this. Um, Don't teach people how to collarbone. do that. Don't be teaching people. I mean, I'm pretty sure that John Wick, be. John Wick didn't already showed him enough. Sometimes they don't retain information. Oh, so they're going to blame it on don't me? Don't give it to them. That's right. They're going to blame it on you. All right. Well, I've been, I've been called worse shit by better people. Continue on with the <laughs> dreams, Fox. Yeah, but my dreams are, it's been a kind of a, like Armageddon or post-apocalyptic type dreams. And I've had certain, something similar before um, as I was growing. And I just find that to be interesting as far as how we connect or even our intuition is built all around it. You know? Yeah. So, like, when you 
like um for instance or example of what I'm talking about is the fact that even in our daydreams it's kind of the same thing your mind is working like I can play out a whole scenario in my head of whatever or the way okay let's say I have information about something and I can play a whole scenario about the precise way this thing is going to play out, right? And what you talking about in real life? Manager? In real life. Oh, how? This how, is in real life. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how whatever situation is going to play out. And I'm like, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is exactly how I'm going to react or whatever. So you might or, be a little clairvoyant there, Fox. Yeah, and it's, a, you know, it's attributed to that too. So I just, and a lot of times I'm like, whatever. And I don't think about it. But when it happens in that way, I'm just like, yo, I'm blown. I'm blown behind it because I'm like, I always, I ne- I feel like I never follow my intuition about how, I, you know, what I think, what I'm thinking or how I feel or whatever. And that's not the case. It's just like, if I did, I would be so much more prepared, you know, for what happens. Yeah, you'd be more happens. prepared to yeah. deal with the fallout. Right. I'll be more prepared and I just don't. And a lot of us are like that. Like we, we know we feel it and I don't know to varying degrees. We, we know but we just don't either, we just don't believe that's, ourselves. That's kind of one of the things like when I was talking to um when I was talking to my homegirl about like the uh, vaccine, like mm-hmm. she was saying she had to get the vaccine. And she was like one of the first people to get it because her immune system's compromised and she just like if I get if I get covid I know I'm out of here. But I think one of the things that people fail to realize that like yeah, you got your science and you got your tinfoil hat people, but sometimes I just it's just like it don't sit right with me, right? Like something, some people just don't want to take it because it's like, it's a discernment thing where like everything's telling you no. Yes. Right? Like, and it, it's a hard thing to go against your discernment. However, mm-hmm. comma, the weird thing about going, like sometimes going against your discernment makes you great. It might not take you in the path that your spirit wants to take you or something, but it makes you great at something, right? Like for instance, mm-hmm. jumping into a firefight ain't a natural thing. Like if people shooting, or people shooting and they'd be up to, oh, let me grab my gun over there and, and, and start shooting. Or firemen, like running into a burning building that's falling apart to go mm-hmm. save a baby. That's not, you know what I mean? That's not into it. Yeah, ain't what you, ain't what you yeah, want to your, do. Your natural body you and everything is telling you, like, no, don't stay out of there. there. Let's survive. How about we don't <laughs> yeah. do this? You know what I mean? And um, so it, it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird in the sense of, like, going against it and how people don't understand, like, your discernment is a real thing. Like people don't want to like go into it because they're like real factual, factual and logical. And I've and I I've, I've been a pro- that's been a problem for me. Yeah. Sometimes where it's just like logically I look at something that's like like that's been my biggest issue with religion. Mm-hmm. Like with religion coming up, it was just like, eh, and then it was always just like a well, you know, God working mysterious ways. Why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People say something like that, and it's like reveal what? thyself. Reveal thyself. <laughs> it's like yo, you could save me a whole trip to hell by just coming down here, grab me by the collar, and be and like, "Yo, what's exactly up?" Exactly. What but I you know what the crazy to. thing is about that? Not to cut you off, we're gonna come back to dreams. Oh, but okay. The weird thing about that is, I don't think like if 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 like who people say like you know like uh, Christ to come back for the mm-hmm. rapture. I don't know if he gonna come back. Cause think about how much think about how much if you like Christian. And you believe in, and you believe that Christ is coming back. Think about how much he'd have to do to get people to believe that he's Christ. 
Like it, it, it's probably so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> if he come down there and walk on water, it'd be like we seen Chris Angel do that, right? We see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, "Well, this man, yeah. the nah, I'm gonna Google it. How to make blind men right, see? Like, right. and it's gonna always be something because we done figured out how to make so many illusions that the things yes. that he, the things that he did. Now, like, what, uh, what would you think that like? So, and neither one of us are Christian, but if Jesus came back, like. Since a majority of the America mm-hmm. is Christian, what do you think he would have to do for people to be like, "Ah, right, yeah, you the one." Ooh, I think it I would think be like he a, would probably have to. I don't know. I think they'll be scared if he killed himself and rose again. So I think they'll be scared and think he's the devil. <laughs> so that wouldn't yeah. work. Um, miracles? No, I don't think that'll work either. Like, what kind of miracle would you have to? Would that? Would you? Would you gonna pull a rabbit out of hat? I haven't seen that before. I think you know? that if if he would physically open up the earth, call it hell, and throw somebody down there, I think that that's when they'll believe. <laughs> I don't think that they would believe any other way, to be honest. I don't think they'll believe any I'm other way. Or, or he goes into their mind and takes them back to Calvary where he was and oh everybody sees that oh this must I be the guy i think people will still like, be know. like maybe like, this dude likes a, uh you know he, he got telepathy or something like that people i think people will write it off so much that i don't know what someone would have to like i don't want to know what someone would have to do to prove that they are like just even if god came down, if god came down, because i always said it like if god came down and told me it's like well what would god have to do for me to be completely sold be like it's not yeah. gonna be like the first like you're not just gonna turn some water into wine and i'm be like, like that you yeah like, jesus that's you yeah that's you <laughs> god really god like god god <laughs> All right, well, well, do this then if you got. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And and, and now become a. All right, <laughs> we'll do this. The same do- thing Satan did in the Bible. Satan did to Christ. Yeah, so it's you gonna know, be like, like do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. Well, 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 make the sun go dark, right? And it's like you're just gonna do a whole bunch of crazy stuff and then try to disprove it, disprove it, disprove it. And then by that time, it's like. God then came back for a thousand years, and he's still out here on in, with trying an Instagram to, page trying to prove to y'all. You know what I'm saying? He, is, he, he on is. TikTok trying to prove that he the Messiah, <laughs> yeah. like with a damn TikTok page. Like, oh man, you know what? I think he like, probably just said, "See, it's look washed. at this, look at this, look at this." Look still at this. don't believe. <laughs> and then Chris Angel on TikTok too, doing all the same stuff. I know stuff, the same like, thing. Oh, like, look, I can walk on water too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am the Christ Angel. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I just don't know how. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that'd be up to him, right? Like, he know more ways to do it, like, and I feel as though, like, if you are almighty being or something like that. I would have to see the entry into the earth. That's what I think I would need to see. I would need to see the entry into the earth. Because, you know, like. I told you about the dream I had about that. So, I want to see the entry. And then I was like, oh, okay. I don't want to go into my dream. But I had a dream, something in reference to that. And if I see that, I'm like, oh. That's you. I don't know. Even with That's like, you. even with the entry in the earth, it might just be like, nah, you an alien, and you've been listening to all our radio stuff. This thing, like, so you, you just already got some know technology. what we gonna believe. In. You know what I mean? You know we gonna believe. It's like no. But, you, but th- you this get the some crazy people thing. that say, "Oh, my heart gonna know it's Jesus." Yeah, but think about this. <laughs> think about this. This is some wild shit to think about too. So if you Christian and Jesus come back, what could you? You can't even ask him about the Bible. He ain't write that shit. Like he ain't even had nothing to do with the Bible. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Bible, it, it, like he'll be sitting there like, that shit ain't happen like that. Like, you'll be reading it, like, you know what I mean? And it'll be yeah, like, you're and, reading all these books out the Bible where they're like, yeah. and Jesus did this thing. No, I didn't. Let me tell you exactly how it went down. Me, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, run it back. So, look, what had happened was, is we was over here, this yeah. and, that, and then as soon as Jesus said what had happened was, you know, everybody like, out like, mm. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. Lord, they ain't, I don't Why know. Why you always Where, where God at? Let me ask you know God. What like, <laughs> you know what I mean? People asking old disrespectful ass questions like, what kind of nails were they? Right. Just you know like, what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like wild ass questions. Like, oh yeah? Okay. Oh yeah, you're a carpenter. Right. All right, well, well, well help me fi- finish building my patio. I like, what? I'm, I'm, I, hear, I, ain't, I ain't hear about him building that nail. That's probably why he had to do miracles. Not nail. No, that, no, you know why? Because it's probably like, he was like, I, he's a nothing. He was up to like, yeah, he was up to, hey, I just put your roof up and then your roof can't fall in and, and kill your baby. He's like, let me bring this baby back to life because I'm a oh shitty carpenter. God. Like, I don't know. That is crazy. So it might be something why you ain't hear about a dog house, a bird house, a roof, a door, an outhouse, or nothing. Even a four by four or two by four. But you know, they say like a lot of things get lost in the translation of it, right? Like, um, that carpenter, that carpenter probably ain't really mean it that way. It might have just meant like teacher. Symbolic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was symbolic. But just like, um, if you look at the, uh, when I was reading about something with like the Hebrew translation and when you read in the Genesis, it Mm -hmm. says, it says, in a beginning. Like the Hebrew translation is in a beginning, not mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that changes a whole lot yeah. of mindset. There's like, a lot of beginnings. Yeah, know? it's a lot of beginnings. In like a in, beginning. a, in a beginning. You know what I mean? It, it, and when I look at that, it makes me feel like, you know how the Star Wars movies, they had the words yeah. come down, like yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the lines come down. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what it made me yeah. feel like. That's probably, I mean, and that's, that should go to show you right there that goes back to the other podcast we did about like different multi universes and stuff like that. And yeah. it goes same thing like with spirituality. You're talking about, well, um, how many gods did our God, we have to, we have to reverence our God, our creator, the one that created us, but there are others. So but, what do we do with those and, yeah. and who are they governing? And, you know, you know <laughs> so what I'm saying? We, and it's like, how do you like, and then you still got to think like, I also don't want to piss off a god. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you thought about it, like, in, uh, if it was, like, Greek mythology or something like right, that, right. you don't want to be over there and be up to, like, all right, well, Poseidon's happy, but I pissed off Aries. Damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or so forth and so on. So I just think it's entirely too much. And I just wonder if there's any people on earth that actually know what the whole picture is. Yeah. Like, I um, wonder if, like, you hit that level of enlightenment where you know all of that stuff and then you go one way or the other. Um, or something like that. I but think, I, to be honest, I I really think those people would say that none of that matters. But the what, stories don't matter. What you mean? Um, like the stories of like what happened or what could have happened, and none of that matters because I think it takes away from the experience. The experience here and the experience we're supposed to have. In but order the to crazy thing is, is like whatever we're supposed to do to ascend is like knowing. If you tell me those books, right? Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. like telling me how to get from point A to point B or help me get from point A to point B. Like right now, you're letting me wander and go left and go right. Mm-hmm. And you telling me I could have just took a straight line, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, I'm done with all of this. So I think like before you would go then to, and 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 like a reason for that, you, you go then into throwing away all the books before they were created because they had to be created by someone, right? What were you doing before these things were created? What did you rely on? Yeah. You relied on self, right? So how do we get to that truth inside in order to But it's just like we just don't we just don't know shit. Like right now I really feel like people just don't know shit. That's why I just wonder, like, is there people who actually know what's going on? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder how, like, because I feel like information is just like how we do in the military where it's compartmentalized, where it's like it's a need-to-know basis. Yeah. So you couldn't just, if people, if there's a group of people who actually do know, like say there's that elite 1%, say they're the ones who know all of this information, mm-hmm. how, like, 
they can't get just dumped information out there because people will freak out. They lose freak their mind. Out, you know what I mean? That. So, but does it? Do they but even know? They can't. But you know what? My thing is like they can because people gonna always doubt it anyway. It could be right in front of your face and they just still. Like, oh, but nah. I don't know. But it's kind of like you don't know what type of chain events you put in because there's gonna be like, say for instance, there's like a. You know what I mean? Like voodoo priestess mm-hmm. and hoodoo priests and all of these and witch doctors and all type of people who like still kept their ears to the ground. You know what I mean? They kind of know what's going on, mm-hmm. but ain't nobody really listening to them. And they didn't hit such a level <laughs> of enlightenment that it's like, it's like monks. Like they hit that type of level of enlightenment. They ain't out here bragging like you really need to get down with Shaolin. But my thing is, is like, why have that knowledge and not share it? To those, you know, who, who because m- because maybe you know something. It's like the same thing they say about God when he, like, you know, he worked in mysterious ways. It's kind of like if you knew everything, it's kind of like some things you already know that people not ready to receive. Yes, like that's the same true. way with like Absolutely. like with your kids. Like if you was to sit there, like it's certain things that like with our kids we can't be like, hey, well, this is the way things are, this is the way things are. This and that, and you get too far in the weeds with it, where it's like I don't even understand the building blocks. So I'm not ready for that yet. So it's like, what are you going to do? You, like, if you got that type of knowledge, you're just going to work with this one person? This one person that you're mm-hmm. just going to work on. And then when they get it, start all over and get with another person. Time is so limited. It so is now limited. you're just kind of thinking about like. So you're just holding it, though, for what? What are you holding it for? I don't know. But you, I mean, like, ain't nobody possessing person, all this so knowledge I, for. I don't. I don't know. So I know I don't I feel have like knowledge. you should share that knowledge. Yeah, but. In some form. But you share that knowledge and you just like. Cause it's almost like um, it's kind of like one of them things. Like when people talk about like, oh, if if you had a chance, like they had this thing where they um with Jay Z, where they say you can have a dinner with Jay Z of five hundred thousand. And I think this um com- like a uh, internet comedian or whatever, uh, Ha Ha Davis, I think he won it because I saw a picture of him with Jay Z. So and he picked a dinner with Jay Z. And most people be like, man, give me that five hundred k. But a I lot mean, of people respect the knowledge. So, yeah, yeah. But you know what the problem is is what happened if Jay Z is giving you knowledge? Just like all right. You need a million dollars to do blank. Well, well, goddamn it, I don't have a million dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You that, get, that's probably what's going. Happen. You know what I'm saying. Like people give you knowledge that you're not ready to do anything mm-hmm. with. It's like like when my grandfather gave me a, a lot of wisdom and game and everything that he gave me when I was younger. It's like I wasn't equipped to deal with it. It's probably so much more he would have gave me. Mm-hmm. Like if he was still alive right now, he'd probably be like flood my ears with it because now it's like I didn't got those lessons that you gave me. I done did something with them, materialized a lot of them. I done remembered them. I done started to understand them. And, like, now, um, well, like, you got, you got to think, like, probably when I hit around, like, early 30s or something like that, that's where I needed to be at to be in that man's presence to soak up what he really wanted to give me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's kind of like, what are you going to do? He just going to flood me and confuse me? He already was confusing me then, telling me stuff, and I'm like, well, okay. And then, then you telling me something <laughs> at nine that don't hit me till twenty nine. Yeah. Like so, imagine if you had a, you gonna, you gonna hit me with game that I wasn't gonna get till fifty nine. I wasn't gonna remember that. Yeah. Hell, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday. Yeah. That's and then you gonna talk about that. So that's wild. Yeah. I just yeah, I think it's crazy to even try to go back to that. Like I don't know what God could possibly do that would win us over because I feel as though one one we're haters. Like naturally, everybody got a little yeah. hate in them. So it's like. Oh, oh! You just think you're the chosen one. Even if they come back and be like, "Sleep, I'm like sleep." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I hit hypnotism. Yeah, that's it. Hit hypnotism. He over there with the watches. Man, uh, I seen that already. David Blaine already did right. that, bro. Do something new. Yeah. Like people ain't never gonna be, and we're just at a point where we're never happy. Like even with the, like it don't matter. Well, it doesn't matter what's shown to us, what opportunities we have, or whatever. We're just never happy, man. Like we, like. It's amazing now to look like the. It seemed like the more simple things were, 
back in the day, like I rem- like I rem- remember just looking at movies and just seeing like where a man goes out and, wor- and tends the fields. Like me and the big homie Dave was talking about this. Like, yo, mm-hmm. if the world keep going crazy like this. It's like we should just go get a hundred acres in Alaska. And it's like get a hundred acres in Alaska, and we'll all take and like say four four families take it right. So like we take twenty four acres. So we got twenty five, or we got twenty five, but we'll take like twenty three. Is like just my land, right? Mm-hmm. Like this this Jackson land, and then boom, big homie, he got the he got his uh, twenty five, but really twenty three his, and we use like the eight acres in between, and that's common, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll like bring the meat from hunting. You know what I mean? Dry mm-hmm. it. That's where all our most of our big facilities and stuff like that to be at and the whole nine. And it's like the men, we go out, we work, we tend the fields, we hunt, we fish, we do that during the day. The women hold it down and teach the children this and that and get back to the simple things. But it's like That's probably what's gonna end up happening years down, you know. Yeah, because you just think about like you are actually accomplishing things. Like we done got things so easily that now we have just too many options now. Right. You know what I mean? So we just got too many options to just be like, oh, well, uh, I want to do, we got so many options that we wind up doing nothing. And yeah. that's what happens when you got too many options. It's kind of one of them things where it's like. Yeah, that's, like a, if, that's a really good um, point right there. Yeah, like you think about it, if it was, a, if we're talking about like what's dinner, and I ain't really no talk about, I know what dinner is. I killed a deer. Mm-hmm. You um picked some berries and you picked up some, you picked some plants out of the garden and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. And we had a couple other things and we done churned some butter or some shit like that. Like, yeah, I know. We're probably eating deer, mm-hmm. some berries and whatever vegetable we pulled out the yard. It's not or, like. Or if you poor and don't have it like that, you got cornflakes in here. <laughs> you got yeah, this meatloaf. Yeah, Which I was one? talking about like like the Alaska scenario mm-hmm. when, when everything's like simplified. Because even with all of those, it's like, well, I don't want to say we're like, just imagine how picky like the kid, like kids are, are right now. now yeah. Where it's like, well, I don't want this. I don't want that. And it's like, it's food. Shut up and eat it. Like just like with leftovers. I still can't get over the idea of not eating leftovers. You know, <laughs> I will, you know I'm just on something like, man, well, they got to get eaten. Can't let that food yeah, go to my, waste. My kids don't really eat leftovers like that. Um, I'm usually the one stuck. Having to eat the leftovers. What do you mean you were? Yeah, I were. Yeah, I were. I was. You was. Your tenses was. Yeah, I was the one. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore because I really, it depends on what the leftovers are, though, you know. Yeah. like the leftovers and I'll get in some. Yeah, like when it's a cow's own, you get busy, right? <laughs> get busy. Get busy. <laughs> Any pasta, yes, that's the next, that's the next day food right there for sure. Yeah, so that's one. So I think even with that, that we just made life so complicated. Mm -hmm. Like we made life complicated because we just made things so easy that we don't spend enough time doing the things that matter, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you uh, like, especially like with TV, it's like oh, so dope. Like the idea, like it's just like everything that we start with, we started with good intentions, and then we ruin it. It's up to like oh, we figured out fire. Oh, we can cook food with this fire. We can also burn down the next village with this fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, we got TV. We we got radio. We got TV. We can disseminate information. We could also make a whole lot of money and disseminate false information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, the social media. We can have people keep in touch with each other. And we can also dictate what they see, the advertisements they get on their phone. You know how it is right now. Like, we say something about a phone and be like, arm and hammer deodorant. And we say that a couple times. And then oh the next God. time you go, like, on in, any of the socials, yeah. it's going to be, like, in the sidebar. Arm and hammer deodorant, yep. you know, blah, 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 because your phone's <laughs> listening, listening, this yeah. and that. That's why even when people be talking about, like, well, I don't want the, um, I don't want the vaccine because it's a chip, it's like, but you ain't took that phone out your pocket yet, bro. Yeah, that's the thing that's following you around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody got going to win. That thing going somewhere. You hop in your car. Mm-hmm. Like, I hop in my car right now, and 
that thing tell me like, hey, 22 minutes to work. Traffic is light. Exactly. This and that like, yep. Why is you watching me? Yeah, you know what like, I mean? Like, I ain't even going to work today. I ain't even going to work. Ha ha, fooled you. <laughs> this and that. And like, even when I be like, when I was working, um, when I was working the second job doing the contracting work for fences, my phone would like, I work a job like two or three days in a row. After after my um after I get out of the, after I get out from my first job, it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, eighteen minutes to go to such and such a place. This and that, it's like, how you know I'm going? You now? know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, went three days in a row. Obviously, you're probably going again. <laughs> or are, and then it'd be like I turn another way, and it's like, oh no, twenty one minutes to get home. Traffic's light. This and that. Yeah. Shut up, phone. You're following me. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? This is crazy. Hey, stay on your course. You don't need to be diverting. Go nowhere. Yeah, and it's like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Technology is just like technology is crazy, and the world's crazy. And it's like I just like I kind of envy the people who had just like a, a simple time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you even got to think about it when like Amish people go through Rumspringer, right? So you, you know what Rumspringer is, right? So you know Amish people like the the no shit Amish, not like the well we might have a one TV for everybody. No, I'm talking about like churning butter once or twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Living in the Amish paradise, Amish. It's like they have a period called Rumspringer for their adolescence, right? So when I guess when they're coming of age, Rumspringer they can go out into the world for a certain amount of time. Like I don't know if it's a summer. Whatever, somebody go bring that in to askuncleLegend at gmail.com. Or we can Google it, but we're not right now. So, But they got Rumspringer, so they get to go live out in the world for a certain amount of time. Majority of them go back. Like, after they go out there and they go to party and they get to, oh, they got drugs and they got alcohol and they got all this stuff like and too sex. Much like, and this oh, I don't even it's just deal with this. It's yeah, it's basically, it's basically like opening your third eye and you wasn't ready. Like, that's basically what they're going into. They're like, all, all this stuff. And it seems cool, but it's like... I can't like, I can't deal can't with all this clutter. Like yeah. I can't deal with all this. Like we don't understand how much information we got and we processing and all of this stuff that's Not happening. Only all that, and they time. see how we interact with one another, which is yeah, so negatively. And they're like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Like it's even one of the things when I look at like um, being from the, it's like being from up north. When I go home, I got to forget that I'm, I got, I forget initially that I'm not in the South anymore. So like when I see somebody, Hey man, how you doing brother? This night, I ain't your brother. You don't know me. So I mean, you know what? I'll kill you. How about that? How about that? I'll kill you. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't even be polite to people because it's like, people are like, Oh, what you mean? Like, you know what I mean? They're all edgy. People on edge. This and that. It's like, Damn, you forget, like, you know what I mean? In the South, we just speak to people. Hey, how you doing? Well, in the South, it depends on where, I don't know. Cause I know when I first came to Jacksonville, I mean, I'm from Miami, so it's a melting pot. We speak to people. We, hey, we can make conversation in the grocery store somewhere. I came up here, and I was like, hey, how you doing to some girl or whatever? And she had this mean mug on her face, like, why am I talking to her? Like, uh, you in the, you right here in front of me in the line. Yeah. I'm going to speak it just like I spoke to the man behind me. You know, it's just so weird. And it's, and I've noticed that with, I don't know, maybe it's just a woman thing out here. I have no idea. I don't have a problem with the men, obviously, but. <laughs> it's like that they're so mean they're so yeah. mean so i don't know if it's just regional or what the hell but i don't know but and then but you compare that to new york though. Mm, yeah oh yeah you know what i mean it's levels to this shit yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so it is what it is with that Mm-hmm. that's crazy that's definitely crazy You know what time it is oh fox it's you got gun one to your head gun to your head time you got one fox um well, I guess mine wasn't really a gun to the head. Let's go ahead. We'll, we'll do it. it. We'll just rock that. And I got a, I got an easy one there. So <laughs> go ahead. What you got? Well, I just wanted to ask, um, what would be the greatest gift you would pass along to mankind if you had the power to do so? 
Oh. Greatest gift I will pass along to mankind. Mm-hmm. But you mean like, so I could give mankind anything. One gift that you would be able to give to mankind. Does, and it, does it have to be physical? No, it doesn't have to be It could be, be a thought? Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. Anything. Before you go and ascend somewhere, what would be your gift you would give to them? I don't know why I'm looking at my phone like it came. If that was just something while we we're talking, I was thinking yeah, about. I guess, <laughs> man, it'd be crazy for me. There's so many things that pop in my head because I would, because it's just kind of like I don't have the information to know what would be the dopest gift. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. kind of like what in this store that you've never been in, yeah, would you give to Fox if you could yeah. only give her one more gift? You know, what I mean, but if I had to think of one thing that would help us, it would be to teach us. Like basically to teach us how to obtain peace amongst all the things that we want. If that was something that I like could know how to do or something, that's what I would want, right? Like so we'd be able to understand how to peacefully, actually peacefully like disagree, not get emotional, like emotional intelligence type of thing. Like just all wrapped in one. Like this is how to obtain peace, to be able to have disagreements, to actually deal with them as, you know what I mean? We're the the superior beings as far as like, you know what I mean? All of we bleed fucking animals, everything else right. like that. Like we're the supreme beings out of all of us. It'd just be the so we can look past the dumb differences and not need the tribalism in a sense of like me against you all the time. And yeah. it's like we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. So let's make life actual easy and to have like peace. And I think peace would just um, disseminating to so many things like how to check greed, how to do this and that, like how to be a better person, how to do it absent of religion and keep spirituality like all the things that would actually maintain a peaceful society so that we don't go to war and do a whole bunch of dumb shit that we're doing right now like i mean obviously that's a big all-encompassing type thing Mm -hmm. but that's that's what i would want to like that'd be my staple to leave on earth you know what i mean yeah that's really good that's really good for me mine would be um i would give everyone a very healthy dose of compassion that's oh. what i would do i think that when there's this world lack compassion on the next person i think a lot of the problems that we have or have with each other is that we don't have that compassion that we need to care about our brethren you understand what i'm saying yeah so i think that if that was there so then how, we would see how do you check that from things. being from enabling people too because too much compassion it goes into enabling, right? Like if I just feel so much for, I have so much compassion for the things that you do, I then I started to enable your well, bullshit too. That's why too. I said a healthy dose of that, you know, because yeah. so let's see, we do have very compassionate people here on this earth, you yeah. know, for those that aren't, you know, we, they still need that balance, that balance of this compassion in order to carry on. So, so they won't harm the next person just because of whatever they feel inside, you know, whether it be greed or jealousy or whatever the sins are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I just think compassion would be, that would be my gift to humanity. That'd be dope. Yeah. I think we could just leave it at that one then. That's a pretty solid one. Yeah. Fox, you've been on the roll lately. I love you. Executive producer, I love you too. You've been doing an awesome job. You know what I mean? I will give you a raise, but we ain't making no money yet, so um, I'll cuddle with you. Where are sponsors at? Where they, where they went? Well, they coming. 
Acom. Hey guys, thank you for sitting with us at another episode of Uncle Legends Corner. We appreciate your support. Keep the emails coming in. Um, whatever you want, rants, raves. We do have a link tree up on the website so you can get the GoFundMe information and also your next episodes. Like, share, and follow.